we reach a certain age where we realize we know less about life than we did when we were 17. When I was 17, I remember, I believed in life. I trusted life. I believed there were answers to questions. I had hope. And right now, I want to tell you, I hate myself. I don't have any friends to speak of. All I have is this job. And it disgusts me. You like collard greens and cornbread? <laughs> Not particularly. It's because you never tasted my wife's. That's all it would take, no matter how bad a day it was. You know, she had that touch. I remember how she used to touch me, you know, so gently on the cheek. And when she was dying, I remember how she touched me. She said, remember how much I love you. I'll never forget that. I don't want to be alone anymore. I find myself folding in. I think this is what Crosetti found out. And I refuse to recognize it in him because I wouldn't see it in myself. You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. What he thinks about like Oprah's world and his world. Everything that this guy has done, he's a gargantuan mind and complete fucking intellect. And he can't relate. And he's sitting here talking to this fucking nerf ball of a person. Matt. You want to read things that are different from your experience. That's part of the reason I was like in a book club because like I want to read things that I that I wouldn't otherwise read. That's really the only reason I'm in there, and sometimes it's a fucking struggle. I'll tell you. My. So I got the flu shot last year. I was one of those people for a minute because I got the flu shot in 2007, and then I got real sick, and I blamed it on the flu shot. But I was just probably a loser, and that's all it was. And Scott. So no, I, I'm not concerned. If I was a a glistening. Caucasian uh, Christ that everyone looked up to, I would say, my disciples, get the vaccine. It is all right. You're now cleared for communication on the Is It Safe podcast. Thank you for coming back to the latest episode of the show. We were off last week. Uh, somebody had diarrhea, so we had to sit it out. But now that that's... Pat, wait. No, I, uh, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I had a oh. colonoscopy I was supposed to do, and it didn't go very well, and then I got sick. It was just a nightmare, man. It was just the worst uh, 24 hours ever, so I think what that kind of played happened? into it. Did you get actually sick, or did you... Nah, was it just the, the, was it the saline stuff? And all? I took the shit, you know, and I started shitting on... I was on course. It was nonstop shitting, and it was that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I was like, okay, I'm right on schedule. And then, like, around 2 or 3 in the morning, I started getting this headache, and I hadn't eaten in 24 hours by then, so I don't know... If that you're, not supposed to, right? you're not you're supposed, supposed to, eat. to not eat right for a full yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, they do say you can have a light breakfast the day before. 
and I didn't even do that. So maybe I should have, maybe that hurt me a little bit because I was already at like a 24 hour of not eating in the middle of the night. And then I still had to go another 12 hours. So maybe that was the mistake. I, I should have had a light breakfast the day before. Anyways, I got this headache and then I got nauseous and I was just dry heaving like yeah. a motherfucker. Just nothing in there. It's just dry heaves and the worst headache. It wasn't like a headache. It was like a brain pain. I thought I was dying and uh, I was ready. I was saying my prayers. I had my rosary in my hand and uh, this was it. But I came through it and then they're like, well, since you didn't take the second dose in time, because you're supposed to take the second dose a couple hours before you go get the thing shoved up your ass, that they said reschedule. So we rescheduled for next Tuesday. Hopefully, it'll, they also prescribe me anti-nausea meds, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Anymore. You might have the pleasure of doing it all over again. Yeah, well, the process, yeah, the shitting, at least I know what to expect now. It's just, you know, it's just juicy. It's just pure juice. Stop. Oh, my God. That's all it is. It's, it's just juice. We should just say we have, we have Matt Lewis calling in from, uh, Matt's calling in from Mars. Hi, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was on the yeah. Chinese uh, mission, or the, no, the, the Emirati mission to Mars, and Let's yeah. be honest, on let's be upfront. Operation Gladio. Matt knows he has audio issues. We're aware of it. We're working through it. At least we can hear him clearly. We know it's a little tinty, so don't think we don't know that. We are aware. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of yeah, and speaking of colonoscopies, we were just about to break down the about to break down the MSU UCLA game. Oh yeah, we're talking about the brackets. The brackets are live. We are both. All we're all represented except Eastern didn't make it, Luke. So sorry, no Eastern, but Michigan, oh, Michigan really? State are in. Yeah, Eastern. The Hurons didn't make it. Uh, the, you can't the, call them that. You can't call. Why can't them they that. be the Emus? You can't Dude, call them the that Hurons, is man. perfect. They should be the Emus. Aim, aim higher, or no? What's their thing? True Blue EMU or something? True EMU. What's the billboard say on ninety four? We're oh. here for you. <laughs> Who cares? It just tells you everything you need to know about advertising. Nobody knows Who what it says. Man. Nobody cares what it is. They're the Eagles, I think, now. Because that's the Eagle, they cool are definitely yes, the they are the Eagles, yes. They are the Eagles, not the Hero. But I used to have a Huron's t shirt, which uh, I got from somebody else who had gone there years ago. And that See, was I a miss, great t shirt. I miss the old Wayne State, the Tartars. You know, that's that a weird so group to be named after. The Tartars, yeah. They're. <laughs> Is that even people, an ethnic group? I mean, this yeah, is uh, yeah. Irish, right? It would be. No, no, I think <laughs> not tartar sauce here. We're talking about uh, the Russian no, tar steppe. Tartans? People of the Russian steppe. I think, uh, you know, Lenin might have had a little tartar in him. <laughs> genius, genius, genius. Well, but uh, now they're the fucking. Tartar's a warrior, isn't it? Or, well, so are the Wayne State. They're the warriors. Isn't a tartar a specific uh, warrior of like some type of culture? Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're from the Russian steppe. They're fucking nomads. They're yeah. Oh yeah, the Republic of Tatarstan, Tatarstan, and they are Islam and Orthodox. They have well, this is weird. Tatars and Bashkirs, Bashkirs, confess Islam. The others, including Russians, Shuvashes, Maris, Udmurts, Mord. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just reading this word for word. The, the, the right Tartars now. would kick the Udmots ass in the fucking NCAA tournament, okay? Yeah. I, <laughs> I would put I put I'd put three hundred down on the Tartars uh yeah. right now. Tartars minus four fifty. I yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> I just offended a bunch of cultures and I'm sorry for that. But yeah, if you're the state Spartans, you I still excited? don't know what culture uh Tartar is offensive to. 
No, not that. It's All Russian? the other ones I named. Is so. that it's is a, that bad? I it, a Crimean. I, I it's old it Turkish. It's an old. It's a different Turkish, not Turkish. Turkish ethnic group. Is it the a, name. Uh, Is it an epithet? Uh, tartar bastard. If you say it like that, yeah. <laughs> if you put the stink yeah. on it, yeah. well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, your, your man. bullshit tartar opinion, man. Well, look, Michigan State's in the <laughs> tournament, so Michigan State should be happy. They got in as a first four. Is this the second yeah. time this has happened? I don't know if that counts as. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is, is, this is a good question. Is, is this Tom Izzo's streak? Uh, does it continue if he loses this play-in game? Yeah. Is this the second uh, time though they've done this, right, John? Second time they've been a first four, or am I wrong? Uh, I don't believe they have in the last twenty years. I think they were oh, Michigan okay. Agricultural College. Yeah, we were. Listening. Yeah, we were Mac last time that. New happened. Jersey Institute of Technology actually beat Michigan a couple years ago. It's really dumb. So yeah, I, don't, I remember that. Yeah, I don't really New, consider that. New Jersey, New Jersey yes. Institute of Technology. Yes, well, MJIT. Appalachian State is in the tournament, and Michigan did not luckily have them in, on their side of the bracket because uh, I, I would have bet on them. Yeah, well, strategery. You gotta, you gotta. When you pick a bracket, you just do whatever the fuck you want. Don't listen to anybody. Don't get serious. Don't get. You can get bozo with it. That's a good strategy. But it doesn't matter what you do. Just pick the team that you don't want to root for. Because no, that doesn't make any sense yeah. for your bracket. Yeah, because because if they win. Because if they win, then you maybe you'll win money. That's the thing. Well, so it's like, well, Duke's not in it, oh, so nobody you. has to worry about that problem. Yeah, Duke is so, not I mean, in the tournament. That's right, Luke. For the first time since 1995, when he had a bogus back injury, which he left the team for, so he didn't get losses accrued against his own record. Yeah, really? neither is Kentucky. Are they? Kentucky's out either. No, the Blue Buds are removed. Although North Carolina is in. Kansas is in. Yeah, you love the brackets, dude. I think of Luke Korobek, I think a guy who loves college basketball big time. Oh, man. I just, yeah, I realized I was like, I was asking questions and there was a little back and forth. Yeah, I, and you yeah, don't care gonna, at all. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna zone out here for a minute. No, you might as well. Yeah. I shit my pants. We're going on. I'm going to go on mute. <laughs> no, don't go on mute. Come on. Don't be like that. We'll talk about something else. No, 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 it's fine. I don't care. No, this is because I want to firing minds want to know. It's a very important topic. Is that Patrick Bateman? Yeah, well, this is no, Luke. This is because I want to fix. Yeah, thanks, bud. What we were talking earlier about, or well, you guys were talking. I was listening in. You guys were talking about how much work do people actually do on, you know. Yeah. Give a day. And, and March Madness is just a great example of <laughs> yes. why most people don't do that much work. This is America, Jack. Well, I mean, you know, what we do here, whatever, st- like studies say there's X amount of like productivity a day, like literal hours of work. But yeah, during March Madness and during fantasy sports season, whatever it is, you know, what you know, football, fantasy football. I would love to know how many hours are spent fucking combing through the coming through the waiver wire, uh, you know, setting setting your lineup. That's got to be a tremendous number. That's why employers want want their workers at work in their cubicles so they can lord over them and spy on them and make sure they're not, uh, you know, making too much money betting. People should be working hard. They should be yeah. working hard. Okay. No or time to be loafing on the they job. They should be 
pretending like they're working if they're not working. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Get your asses to uh, work, they... you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, having everybody work from, you know, nine to whatever is just uh, silly in general, you know. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's exactly. boogie. <laughs> but okay, so all right, so back to the tournament though. This this actually happens to be like my biggest campaign of the year. Um and I have no idea. So who's the favorite? If Duke Duke Baylor is there, so Gonzaga. Duke is usually Baylor and Gonzaga. Gonzaga is okay. probably is the one that somebody was saying, like who who's always in the tournament? And I was I, I had a few I had a few Gonzaga? Uh, Gonzaga? I forgot about Gonzaga though. Gonzaga? They're the Zags, aren't they? They are the, uh, the Bulldogs. Are they the Bulldogs? They yeah. are the Bulldogs. But, but uh, colloquially, people call them the Zags. Yeah. It's like the fight in Illini. Wait, who it's are the fight like in the Illini? Saint, it's not like the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, which is, I think, their actual <laughs> nickname, the Bonnies. Illinois is one of the favorites, too, Luke. Those are the three the, favorites. The, the Illini, their their nickname is the Illini. Wasn't the, <laughs> wasn't, isn't the Illini like an uh, old militia or something in Illinois? Uh, I think it's a Native oh, American group. Uh, uh, like the Tartars, they're uh, you know a band of warriors. No way! <laughs> <laughs> on every continent. It's funny. It's funny when you go through this stuff. Like how many small, how many blind spots you have in your like historical knowledge. Like Illini, never looked it up. Never. <laughs> Don't be that guy. How do you spell it? It's like Illinois. A lot of eyes. I see them. I-L-L-I-N-I. Illini. Spell Illini with one I. I-L-L-I-N-I. They're, oh, yeah, okay, they're yes, really good. So. Yeah, that, all right, that makes they're, sense. They're one of the uh, favorites. Phenomenal cosmic powers. It's them. Michigan is the fourth of the one seeds, but they're not really a favorite because of all the injuries that have happened. And we've got to see what happens with Isaiah Livers and... It's a mess. It's kind of a mess. It's unfortunate that injuries happen, though, and they probably pushed them too hard. He shouldn't have sat out the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, not this tournament. And I'm disappointed. Yeah. So, But we'll see what Juwan Howard has in store. The well, cool part about the Illini, the fighting Illini, is that they could face... Uh, Wait a their- minute. How, are, how have they not been canceled? Who? Well, <laughs> the, the Eastern Michigan Hurons. Yeah. Right? That's that's That was canceled. They, turned, uh, they changed I, I to the Eagles. I think the Huron. Now I'm I'm about to get canceled. The Huron here. is an actual. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you should not. We're waiting I, in the wrong. I, I want to say the Hurons are an actual tribe, like with the Illinois is is uh, the alternate name for the Illinois Confederation group of Native American tribes in the Upper uh, Mississippi River Valley. I, I don't know. Yeah, if that's well, an still active Seminole. confederation, though. There's still. You know what I mean? There's still. Schools that are named after tribes. The you Florida State Seminoles are still a thing. So it's all about <laughs> no which they're, tribe. They're a good pick, too, Florida State. They're in Michigan's bragging. Tough, tough, uh, tough four seat to face. Oh, that's definitely, yeah. <laughs> Leonard Hamilton. But uh, I think they have the blessing of the of the Seminole tribe, don't they? Yeah. They're, they're, mm-hmm. quite, uh, they're quite respectful, and they really include them. It seems, I guess, you know, it's just a matter of, like, do you take offense? Is it done in an offensive way? They've always had... The yeah, like, Seminole come out with the uh, spear and the horse. It's a big part of the tradition of everything. So I guess yeah, and then everybody in the fan base does a chop, and it's very respectful. Well, that was <laughs> that's more of a I, also I also that more the, with the Atlanta uh, Braves. The Braves are not the, respectful. So that's true. How about how about the fucking Cleveland Indians? Ooh. Cleveland Spiders. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess they are changing, right? Are they retiring? No, they definitely the are. Indians. This is the last year of the Cleveland yes. Indians. After this year, the, it's gone forever. Chief Wahoo, eighty-six. Spiders. No way. That Spiders was their original the team, right? That was their original team name. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. Them. I think well, it was. Back. No. Welcome back to the web. <laughs> and you want me to change? Fuck you. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. They they won't be the Indians after this season, which is something I learned. And technically, they do still sell gear with Chief Wahoo, who is red faced, oh, yeah. completely racist, very racist. They're making as much money as they possibly can on that until yep. they're no longer yeah, able fire, to fire sale. For as popular as that is, anyways, I don't know how much money they're making, but <laughs> it's not like it's the most popular. I gotta have my Chief Wahoo gear. I mean, only the local psychos be doing that. Oh God, it's gonna there's be, plenty no, of local every, psychos every, in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, there's there's <laughs> going to be there's going to be like a fucking MAGA rally to like buy Wahoo oh. gear. Guarantee it. Thought MAGA was over, man. Trump's out. Well, no. Yeah, I suppose you know what I mean, right? It's even oh. more potent now because he can come back. Make America great again, again. No, again. he's yeah. he's gonna be dead in six months. <laughs> well, yeah, what? he did get a COVID vaccine, so that'll probably do him in. Oh, let's uh, hope. Is... Let's hope the the one bad reaction to the COVID vaccine. So let me actually. Let me ask I don't this. give a fuck. I don't care. I want to ask this question because I think it's a serious question because I'm running into it in reality. Has anyone had the vaccine here yet? Anybody? Not yet. I got my first shot yesterday. Oh, wow. congratulations! Well done. Yeah, that's good news. Um, TC <laughs> TCF Center, man, they are. Are you concerned? Did you have any fears about taking it? No. Do you have autism? No, not that. I just yeah, like no. I was, hey, I was man, I, I'm no. I honestly, I am just violently on the most extreme side of get the vaccine and shut the fuck up and nothing is wrong. Like I just, it, it, it baffles me. I, I don't understand. People are, Oh, we're going to wait and see, or, uh, you know, I mean the only, you know, the only people that really have any sort of, well, let's, let's rewind. I mean, the black community, the native community, you know, they have a legitimate concern. There's historical, you know, there are historical reasons where they can say, yeah, not sure. I'm super excited. I'm not as excited as 38 year old uh, white guys that have never had a problem with it. So hey, that, a, <laughs> that aside, hey, though, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy <laughs> shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. You're talking about shenanigans, right? A lot of shenanigans in those communities for decades. Not cool at all. No, but so no, I, I'm not concerned. If I was a a glistening Caucasian uh, <laughs> Christ that everyone looked up to, I would say, "My disciples, get the vaccine. It is all right. It's dude. It's fine. My arm, literally, my fucking arm doesn't even hurt. Wow. No sore arm. No nothing." They just. When did you TCF get TCF is uh, yesterday at like noon. Oh yeah, no, that's good. that's gonna kill you tomorrow. Shit. <laughs> Ton of people getting it, man. But they were really strict about Detroit residents. Like you can't just go there if your driver's license Wait, says. Can I just drive up there? Did you, how did you get an appointment? 
Yeah, uh, here's the phone. Here's the phone number. I think I got it memorized. Or I mean, it's it's online, right? It's the online. Yeah, I think uh, it's yeah. My, yeah, yeah. my buddy lives in Macomb County. He just called up the county, and he's. I scheduled. think that's it. And he's not like old, so. <laughs> the vaccines are readily apparently if you just motivate yourself and call your local authority you can get it done seriously i called they answered the phone hi are you 60 no are you 50 no so why do you qualify for the vaccine because i work around food and she's like oh you work in a bar and i was like yep and she's like okay coming on monday see so that was it no yes. you know they don't check you they don't check you i'm not worried that grandma and papa aren't getting it it's it's fine yeah Tribe has I, spoken. I, I have I no moral the, uh, objection to getting the vaccine you're not worried about the line like hey it's not your turn yet no actually i uh accidentally cut in front of about like 15 cars and felt really great about it afterwards <laughs> is that right I got in and out, and then I went to go get pupusas in Southwest. It was great. Okay, I didn't know. Does that. it make you feel stronger and better than everybody? Is that is that what happened? You were like, you know what? <clears throat> oh man, did you go to the place on get out of my fucking uh, on Junction to get pupusas? No, there's a better. <laughs> there's a better one. It's uh, where is El that? It's not the old lady, is it? No, that the how no the pupusa house. I haven't been there in a while. No, it's called El Catracho for all the for all the listeners in california if you wanted to come out Ooh. uh yeah it's a honduran place it's great el catracho on uh verner that's the does, does, does the honduran pupusa vary from the salvadoran no it's a little larger but there's no difference <laughs> well it, it definitely does but he clearly doesn't know so yeah. did you tell well, him to go get vaccinated when you got up there you'd be like hey they're giving out vaccines guys you work in the food service <laughs> <laughs> again this is this is the Wilt Chamberlain uh, angle here. Anybody who has contact with thousands of people on a weekly basis, yeah, needs to get the shot. What? Give him the shot. Get the shot. What is that, so Mike? Mike, get where are you hearing? Where are you hearing skepticism? Are you hearing from Pulp Fiction, man? Paul. Yeah, give him the shot. I don't have a. I'm just people are. People are saying, "What happens in ten years?" Because we don't have enough trials on this. You know, what it happens? Is, in it is one of the you. quicker vaccines that hasn't been. <laughs> it's not a lie to say that, like, this is one of the quickly put out mass-produced vaccines in terms of testing and blah 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 and the masses for years. We don't have longitudinal studies that go on decades about this thing, which is true. Do you think but, people said that about the polio vaccine? Or I wonder. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a great question. Or were they just like, thank God, I don't have to clap anymore? They might. I mean, for the polio vaccine, that was that was a major deal. That changed the world. So I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't there. I I know people that are like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I mean, like, can I just keep wearing a mask and keep doing my thing? You know, like, so I don't have to get it. I'll just keep protecting myself. Like, I mean, no. I know people who if don't you get, get the it. flu shot because they think it gives them the flu. Yes, 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 yes. I got the flu shot last year. I was one of those people for a minute because I got the flu shot in 2007, and then I got real sick, and I blamed it on the flu shot. But I was just probably a loser, and that's all it was. Yeah. It was not it was <laughs> pure coincidence. That's way more, that's way more I was, likely. Occam's razor. Yeah. I was much more like germ-phobe back then, so I was like all paranoid. And then last year, I was like, oh, I should get the flu shot because COVID season, this makes sense. And I got it, and I was fine. And it's just ridiculous. 
Well, I know a bunch of 80 year olds and 70 year olds who've gotten in and they're fine. And right. And maybe they'll die in 10 years, but probably from old age. I don't want them to. <laughs> Mike, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm impressed that you've, you've grown past this, that form of your germophobia. Thank you. It's been, it's been very prominent for a very long time and it has prevented you from having fairly normal opinions about fairly normal things. Big so this is good. This is a happen, big jump. Right? It's a it big is. jump. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big breakthrough. I've, I've, uh, You've done a good job. I've, you know, I've kept on living and everything seems fine. So I've just kind of chilled on that. I still don't like to share people's drinks. That doesn't. Oh, no. That's different. gross. I'm, I'm done doing that. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> done doing that now. I think. I'm not. I'm not sharing marijuana with anybody. Ah. Oh. No, see, now you're just going to be the worst guy at the. Dude, no you think about, way. I think about like the, I. I would just smoke. Actually, you don't bring. You're not going to. You don't bring. That's gross. You don't bring. Marijuana. Don't be that guy. The party. So. He's you're not going to bring it. You don't need to use it. Well. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Everything's good. great. It is. It is kind of unfortunate, though. I like that. I mean, I don't know. Either, I, so, you know, I, it's not I really look, a threat. I look, uh, you know, very <laughs> with the nostalgia back at uh, just getting sloppy with people and just swapping spit with strangers. It's never going to happen again. That's that's a that's a bygone era now. People are going to yeah. you know pucker up. No one's going to want to smooch a glass that anyone else did. That's what unfortunate. What's the best makeup yeah. song of all time? Uh, I don't speaking know. I've been, spit. To, I've been listening to a lot of Luther Vandross this week, actually, speaking of makeup songs. That's a good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I actually uh, I had a great makeup song the other day. What was it? Um, oh, I told you. I texted you about that. It was that Explosions of the Sky song. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's, that's Yeah, that was on my makeup playlist. That's, that's Makeout Central, man. That was like making out ex- right before that. Explosions in your pants. <laughs> 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 this is like in a makeout playlist. It's like it was just oh, like a mixtape mixtape you have in your back pocket in high school. Come on. You know, you're just fucking praying to God somebody you put it on tape in your car with you. Look, you're just not a guy. You're not a guy I would ever think would make like you never made a tape like a mix for somebody. That's just not your thing. I did. Like you would I'm shocked. I did, to hear but that. it sucked. Yeah. You've yeah, never made out okay. the way we've made out, Luke. No, I'm not saying. I- <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I didn't. Uh, I didn't create some some like token of my love that was so <laughs> that, that had plumbed the the depths of all cultural output to produce the most perfect expression of my love for somebody. I've never actually accomplished that. I may have tried. Can you blow uh, me where the Pampers is? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Anytime you make a anytime you make a mixtape, it's just a it's just a fuck. It's just like to speed up yeah. the process. Oh no, it's a it's more than that. You're sharing music you like that you hey, find to, to be sensual as well. I'm trying so to get you a, wanna... you're trying to get a hardcore buy-in from the girl. Yeah, but there's you know, but there but there is that layer. You know, Mike, a you're right. There, there's that. You got that. You got that. That layer, that art. You know, if you can if you can sprinkle a little art on top of the session, it's it's nice. That oh, sounds so transactional the way you said it, Luke. Fucking oh, it's not transactional. I gotta get her buy-in. This is transactional not, business. <laughs> okay, what 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 could be more? That is so transactional. Yeah, it might have it might have all sorts of uh arranged marriage know. is transactional. Maybe that's a bit extreme. Yeah, that's that's more like very that's the accounting of that is very, very specific. You wouldn't make your uh 
your mail order bride a mixtape on her arrival for her arrival? I just <laughs> I just did a Google, a search on Spotify of makeout jams. It's a playlist that's because Spotify has a playlist for everything that's pre-made. This is, is not that, made by. Is that suede on there? It looks like it, but it's not. It's just two people making it. Oh, uh, it looks like the cover of that suede record. Okay. It does. But I'm scrolling through this. I don't recognize any of these artists. Here we go. Uh, Pink Sweat, Joji, Ariana Grande. I guess I know her. Uh, Giveon, H-E-R. I guess I know H-E-R. Uh, the Weeknd, I know H-E-R. Okay, so maybe I lied. I guess I do know some of these, but I don't enjoy I them. I probably don't know their songs, though. Uh, you know, I know I'm aware of them. <laughs> How about this one? Miguel, uh, Johnny Stimson. Anybody? Johnny Stimson fans? <laughs> That's my nom de plume. Henry Veris. I'd fuck to this. Oh yeah, this is a yeah. It's not bad actually. This is a this is Johnny Stimson. This is the kind of shit I would listen to, ironically, like on the way to a Tinder date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I could get down. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. All right. Anyways, uh. Not what I thought it'd be. That's what the kids are meant. Yeah, dude, forget it. If you're looking for '90s shoegaze makeout playlist, that's that's not what you're gonna find on Spotify. Because that, well, yeah. I'll speak for myself. When I'm looking for a makeout playlist, yeah, it's like I want to make out some My Bloody Valentine and shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's per- you know, yes. The per I had a great makeout for. Uh, what's my band? Oh, I love them. Slow dive, yeah, slow dive. Ah. Great makeout music there. It's perfect. It perfect. just goes on and it drones on for hours, and it's perfect. So you don't, you know, paying attention. You yeah. just fuck it. Suvlaki is like when I fell in love with a woman with borderline personality disorder. Oh, that's what that no record is. No way. It's it's that's the truth, but it's still one of my favorite twenty records of all time, probably. That's gorgeous. That's beautiful. I think Marianne picked some slow dive Suvlaki song for. Uh, oh yeah, no, she picked a or she picked a Mojave three song yes, that did yes. really well. Yeah, <laughs> it's all Which, Neil uh, Hall said to me. It yeah. did so so. It did so so in our uh, music league that one week. F- music league, these fucking okay. people. Okay, can we talk about music league for a second? <laughs> yes, we can talk about it. Well, Luke, bear with us here. Can you can you make it entertaining for the wider audience? Uh, no. Yes. Oh, what a <laughs> consider consider for one second. Consider for one second. We have at least one listener. Okay. Okay. So Thank you so much. Let's hey, explain what Music League is then. Music League is what a third party app for Spotify that basically does March Madness for playlists or something, right? You you make your picks based on a prompt, and then everybody votes, and so you, you're you're balancing. A couple of interests. You got to be true to yourself. You know, you don't want to pick some bullshit ass song and be marked by that bullshit ass song. But you also got to play to the crowd. You got to play to the fucking base instincts of the crowd. Because there I are hun- a name to my pain. The the uh, the hooting rabble. They're they are a rabble. <laughs> the the break the brain hordes. I mean, there there are hundreds of dollars, uh, you know, up for grabs here. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. There's gambling too. So that's kind of fun. It but, truly is gambling, though. It is it's gambling to the extreme because you have no idea. I'd have no idea what's going to fly. So then the the thing. idea is to pick is to pick the most popular song that people like uh, that people actually respect. No, I don't know what it is. I, 
I mean, these guys have it's, been in it's it longer. I don't like know the all music, these people. Okay, Sweet Spot is picking like a picking a popular song that everyone goes, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's my so, secret favorite song." Here's the that's way. That's what to, you want. Here's the way to broaden the topic. Music League is a perfect example of the pitfalls of democracy. Oh, when absolutely. You, did I text you that, give, or did you, I just think that? I don't <laughs> I, know. My thought was. Music League is an indictment of democracy. That was that was yeah. my thought. When you give people, when you give not everyone, the current administration, when you give everyone the, <laughs> the right to play their song, it's very free. But then when you give people the right to you give everyone eight votes and you see how they use them, you wonder why and how people vote the way they do. It doesn't make any damn sense the problem is that we've done music league three times in the same it's apples to apples winning and you want me to change fuck you people don't want to change it's true yeah. i'm sorry John and then Scott, they're just I'm trying sorry. to i didn't mean to cut you off how dare you there are people just trying to blow up the system in music league too it's kind of dumb fuck you fuck well, remember, you like remember when you. we played apples to apples you're cool we were playing with a bunch of fuck uh, you i'm out at the at the time, I was angry because I was like, "These I, young people are just assholes." I hate apples to apples because <laughs> I suck at it. You don't yes, suck at it. Did, Everybody yeah. else sucks at it. I'm like, that's, that's the problem. Funny. I'm like, that's the right. That's what musically is. Funniest one. <laughs> oh, it yeah. is. He's right. That Luke. That's a good point. It's a good analogy. Let, let me let me express frustration about one round in music league places on the map. So you picked the fucking Neil Young song. It ruined my fucking song because you picked the Neil Young song that was about nature in the 1970s and it was that relevant to me in the current day mother nature you just said the word nature that's all anyway so i'm talking shit about your pick then we have a song uh, a category about places on the map and i picked fucking albuquerque by neil young from tonight's tonight which Can't is a song up. which is a song that fucking uses albuquerque the weirdest place name in america and makes it a perfect refrain and it puts you there. I kind of want to move that Albuquerque. Well, it's not weird to the Native Americans who had their land stolen over there. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! It's hard. Music League is intolerant of repeat artists. But not all right. of them. That's what I don't get, man. Like, there were other repeat yeah. artists where I'm like, and no yeah, one like, cares that this is a repeat artist? Yeah, like fucking Prince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what one the last uh, well the last category was weird uh, because okay, fuck the binary? Yeah, which oh, actually <laughs> oh, So first of all, the category I was like, oh, what are we doing here? Like we're just everyone, totally s- segregating. Yeah. Everyone hated it. it. Dude, it was supposed to be, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be like that, but everyone hated that shit. Oh. What are we supposed to do with that? Are we just supposed to be like, give us your favorite white guy artists? I don't think people, people. No. You haven't tried that yet? Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, favorite, favorite white guy. Favorite white no. artist. Favorite black artist. Just, just go down the whole. Well, because I was like, we're going to get on your be, face and point out your fault. Lean. Lean into lean into the inherent racism that is like definitely part of this whole enterprise. I don't know why. Why does it? Why does it 
have to be ra- I don't understand why it's racist. I it's supposed it's not, to I'm be- just kidding. I, I I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just kidding. Tribe it's- has spoken. <laughs> for one for one second though for one second though you were like wait a minute why does this have to be racist yeah um, well you know when you're trying to it's like everyone bitches so this is again so music league is democracy sucks and you can't make you can't make more than one person happy ever with anything you can give you can give everyone a hundred dollar bill and they'd be like, well, who the fuck do you think you are giving us $100? It's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was just trying to help. Sorry. Like, you can give it back if you want. Well, here, here's the thing about identity categories. Yeah. They, they tend to sort of segregate the group you're talking about. It's like, oh, we're considering them as something different. Mm. You know, like. And or I was something also- special. So what, do you, so what do you do? So how do you. How do you get. So. Okay, music. Let's let's broaden it again. Like, how do you get people to talk about this kind of stuff or engage with identity an identity that they're not a part of? If you don't do things like just say, "Okay, we're going to actually have to engage with this this week and think about it." And if you don't know an LGBTQ artist, so Luke, this week it was like LGBTQ artist play the play a song by LGBTQ artists. That is and that's what you guys did. That was the that's, what we that's, did. that's the prompt. It's called fuck the binary. That's the prompt. So Ooh. it's like how but how do you encourage LGBTQ artists otherwise? Because no one ever same fucking way, uh, plays that. I would handle it the same way uh Ralph Northam handled uh Michael Jackson and his love for no. uh, black music. You would do- I feel like and, I feel like and, <laughs> finish that thought. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there was there was that there was that uh there was that press conference. Oh, he was he was this close were, to doing the moonwalk. He almost did the moonwalk. That's his what I'm talking like, about. Don't. Lean in, do the moonwalk. Yeah, and his wife was literally like she she like gave him to like the cut like no 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 like the cut sign. And, but he almost did a moonwalk on stage in front of uh, in front of press. No, I, I I don't know. I honestly I I was just making a comment to troll you guys a little bit because I'm not in this music league, so I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Uh, but LGBTQ, I mean, how would you you participate in that? You would participate by finding somebody who's I guess uh, LGBTQ, you know, in the entire universe of music. There's a million. So there would be no reason to not do it. Well, I just don't think that has anything to do with the with music, right? It has well, nothing to do with music. It's, it's just and music a, it's an arbitrary. Uh, if any place you can be, else. if any place you could be more open about your sexuality, I think music is one of those places. So I thought I, it'd be pretty easy to fill that to do this. So. I mean, yeah, it's like the question. You know, little Richard, who God rest his soul, was like as gay as they come <laughs> and was, you know, was mainstream popular. Elton John's one of the biggest artists in the world. It's like, I think most people can name an LGBTQ. Can they name a trans artist? I don't know. Maybe not. You know, that's a little well, bit different. So one of the, I mean, one what, of the what's members. The, what's the big fucking. So if you do, do you automatically win? I mean, like, that's the thing that would make it. That's the thing that would make it exploitative and fucked up. 
If you're not focused on the music and you're focused on the person's identification based on the fucking well, you, all right, whatever. You guys Katy Perry is <laughs> is uh, by the way canceled because she's not a uh, lesbian. So she's ex- she's exploiting <laughs> the lesbian experience. Is she what? Uh, anyway, Katy Perry's she, not lesbian. She's lying. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. What isn't she married currently to Orlando Bloom? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> if so, you want to know, if you want to know who the LGBTQ guy is, that would be me because I know that Katy Perry is married to Orlando Bloom. So I've yeah. now become the gayest guy in this podcast. You are cool, but it's, it, it it ends up kind of weird. And this is not just about music league. Like I've run into this in like book clubs. Like I was in a group, you know that book clubs. We talked yeah. about book clubs on the show before. Yeah. Like, you know, people, you want to yeah. read things that are different from your experience. That's part of the reason I was like in a book club. Cause like, I want to read things that I, that I wouldn't otherwise read. That's really the only reason I'm in there. And sometimes it's a fucking struggle. I'll tell you, cause there's a lot of things to read. in the world. Yeah. Because you're reading stuff that you would not otherwise <clears throat> read. So you right. are, you are now plowing through fucking books that are just wasting yeah. your time. But there is value in that. I think there How is value. How is there value in a book? Okay, so if you were forced to read Jordan Peterson or somebody like that, like, okay, there's there's value in, like, critique. Okay, there's value in critiquing a guy like that. But, but, I mean, but even in, like, fiction, like, I don't know, there's, like, a lot of fiction I wouldn't pick up per se, like, that I might. And I'm that, just I'm thinking of the, like stuff. What's the I, stack of books, though, that you have that you are gearing up to read that you've always wanted to read? It's got to be a. It's got to be a list of hundreds it's of books. Infinite. It's infinite. Yeah, it's infinite. Uh, infinite. Yeah, I mean, there's so much shit that's, to read out there. There's that's so just my only. That's always been my only problem with book clubs is that just I can barely like get myself organized enough to sit down and read a book I want to read. Well, and like, and I, when I say I want, it's not just. It's not totally fucking arbitrary. It's like I want to read it because you can't get there. No it's fashion. significant in some way, or you know, it's not just, I don't know, it's not just pablum and fluff. You don't have the but A lot of people like to read this. Most nights shit. you're so bored and filled with ennui, you can't even summon the enthusiasm necessary to masturbate. <laughs> Let alone read a book. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Right? How's that exactly. Going? I, feel, I feel bad. I've spent the last couple of months reading very strong white male writers now. <gasps> uh oh. You should feel bad about that. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Wow, what are you? What are you reading? <laughs> Gee, I forgive me for reading uh, Edward Abbey and Cormac McCarthy. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. I was gonna guess Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> Before you said that, I almost just, I almost just chirped in and said Which, Cormac what, McCarthy. What, 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 does that make me? Does that make me a scumbag? Well, yes. because you said you were a scumbag, I assumed Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. <laughs> mm. Which one did you read? Uh, Blood Meridian. Oh, yeah. I was just going to guess that, too. I know. I'm so predictable, man. (laughs) No, I need to read Blood Meridian. I've had a copy of that sitting in my freaking bookcase for years. It's not an easy book. No. No. It's dense as hell. It's fucking beautiful and awful at the same time. You know what's sad is his easiest book is probably The Road. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) And that's like also just dismal as fuck. It's so, 
No Country for All Men. Both were written in script form. Yeah, I watched his uh, interview with Oprah where he's just like slouching on the chair. Oprah's like, talk to me. He's like, yeah. Oh Oprah? God. Holy Oprah. crap, I got it. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, he, he like <laughs> never gives interviews. And the only interview he gave was to Oprah. I have Why, never, like, yeah, I've on, never seen on an interview. Camera. The New York Times did an interview with him. He gave an interview to the New York Times, I think, in 92. And then there was an... Uh, oh, 29 years ago? <laughs> yeah, yep, for sure, yeah. Hey, man, I know awesome. that's more here's than Thomas Pinchon does. Here's the title of the uh, Cormac interview. It says, uh, work, women, food, and shoes. In the and process of, uh, how do you know when it's time to let it go? How do you know when the book has said you're done how do you know well you yeah you just know i mean you, you told the guarantee story you he did not get like the oprah book stamp on his um, fucking book too just to add insult to injury part of the whole the whole enterprise child of god you know, oprah book club selection yeah tells you what to write yeah golden calf tells you the, or, tell the orchard keeper it does yeah. i think so yeah i was going to say a while ago about we were talking about this thing about oh right, the sense of taking dictation. Henry, when Henry, Henry Miller was working yeah. on his second book in Paris after he'd published. Jesus, this is this, this is, is brutal. Uh, I would yeah. I could said, never uh, listen to this guy. Is that correct? Yeah, this yeah. is the Oprah Cormac interview. I wouldn't even want to like drink with this guy. This guy sounds like the biggest bummer ever. He sounds like a drag. I'm listening and said, you know, he's really happy. He's a happy man who is an epic. Wow, he's and, like uh, actually he kind of a like gregarious curmudgeon. Do you do some form okay, of that? So then, why does he sound like this? Yeah. Why does he sound like somebody who's like had his who's had his face wrapped in a wet towel full of like kibble? You know, because he's a he's a hundred years old and he's he's too smart to like relate to anybody. I'm very busy talking. He's a genius. Saying these words, but but somewhere. In my hmm? head, someone's making up. Mike is playing the drop to way too loud. So there's no. This is not a drop. This there's is no live way to, audio. We're whatever. listening in on Cormac. Live audio. This is live audio. And it may be I love when they. I love when they cut out and they show the shot of him and, uh, basically sliding they, off the like burka lounger. Yeah, he's just like deep chairs. Basically sitting on the ground talking. It just says everything about how he what he thinks about like. Oprah's world and his world. Everything that this guy has done, he's a gargantuan mind, a complete fucking intellect. And he can't relate. He's sitting here right. talking to this fucking nerf ball of a person. Well, and he's just, talk and he's, just sli- he's just sliding down. The, he's just he's just disintegrating as a human being, uh, being in her presence. He needs to get away from her. Can we talk, talk about about Oprah for a second? This is such a sure. Go ahead. You know, like my I, my mom was an Oprah fan. You know, so are all Aww. moms. Okay, move on. So beautiful. <laughs> so I, like I saw a lot of Oprah as a kid. You know, and Oprah got like my mom to read some books. You know what I mean? Like some like you know, yeah. She got a lot of people. Did to she read, read the books. Secret? Is that how you're so successful? Well, uh, so the other thing about Oprah is she got a lot of people to believe in fucking charlatans. Like yeah. we have heard oh, a thing Dr. for Phil. 
Dr. Phil, Dr. Dr. Oz. Oz, The Secret. Yeah, come on. Uh, she what, has contributed the other guy? to the, other like, guy? the decline of fucking Western civilization. Actually, the decline is probably better than the fucking incline. And then most recently, Meghan Markle or whatever. But like, yeah, I get bummed out every time I buy a book that has like an Oprah fucking book club sticker on it. It just bums me out. It should be boycotted. Um, Fuck ancient Egypt. Nobody should buy a book that's got the Oprah sticker. <laughs> I've never done that. I've never she's done that. Had, she's had that. to have. She's had to have recommended at least one good book, right? I think the road actually no, not really. might have had. Oh. oh, that's a good question. Let's see if Cormac actually got a stamp. I didn't think, I think he got a stamp. Uh, the road may have. No, the road probably did because at least it's uh, it's readable to someone like to Oprah's audience. But like you said, Blood Meridian. That's not gonna. That's not popular non. That's not popular fiction. That I recommend it's not going to sell millions of copies. I recommend Sutri over. That's my. That's my Cormac. Now. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> now you do. Over Blood Meridian, huh? Well, Blood Meridian is. Uh, I read like two hundred pages of Blood Meridian. I never finished it. I got <laughs> super pissed off. No, yeah. I got really pissed off because I was moving. I put the book back, forgot all about it. Uh, months went by, and then I was like, damn it, I have to reread all that just to catch back up because I was, I, I wouldn't have been able to pick the book up. It's 350 pages of, yeah. the, of the same thing, but you got to read it. On to your butts. Yeah. I, was, I feel like with the Cormac McCarthy book, you got to look up these fucking really specific words that are just not... And you realize that you only get like a 60% hit rate on them actually being words. <laughs> <laughs> he makes up compound words, which I actually love because you kind yeah. of, you know, he'll be like the the iron, iron black sky. And you're like, okay, what? <laughs> like you could have just said. Uh, yeah. The one from No Country for Old Men was Sock Feet. Oh yeah. So he walked down. He walked down the hall in his sock feet. Like, all yeah, right, yeah. Instead of saying wearing socks, feet. yeah. <laughs> well, like, morning, like sto- stocking feet is a word that is like old fashioned. But you know, oh my god, what are we saying? All right, I don't yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, you, Mike. Yeah, we've yeah, lost everybody. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. So what else can we talk about? Because this is too much McCormick. Yeah, this is, no one. No one cares about this at all. We're gonna talk okay. about. Yeah, just watch the movie. movie. Just go watch the fucking movie. It's gonna come out. Did it, Blood Meridian on Netflix. It's gonna come did out. Did anyone yeah. watch Coming to I America? The sequel? No, no, uh, no. But I do. I did watch the original recently, and it was fucking awesome. Okay, I haven't seen it. I was just curious if anybody made the time yet. Have you seen the original? <laughs> Have you seen the yeah, original? <laughs> that's actually funny because Eric Branstrom, my friend on the Cinema Nine Pod, had never seen it until last week. He had never. What do you seen think? What do you think? He said it was it was fairly funny. So. Hmm. Yeah. That's an uh, that's an interesting one to actually watch. I think that's what he said. Out of that, yeah, no nostalgia. There's something, no, there's something uh, super, uh, it, like alienating about having to watch it now. Yes, it's built knowing into everything the you do and then having to like look at it through the lens, like the cancel lens and all that stuff. Something you can't recreate. You just can't. And then like the neighborhood he comes yeah. he comes to and I don't know, Jackson Heights or wherever the fuck he is, is like totally gentrified now, probably, which is also oh, yeah. kind of funny. And that's where the big bucks. Maybe not Jackson in. Heights, though. Yeah, that Wendy's so? is gone. That Wendy's is torn down. It wasn't Maybe Wendy's. Not. It was not a McDonald's. Yeah. That Wendy's no longer exists. It was torn down in 2012. So, yeah, things have changed. So, 
I yeah, I want to. I figure this is a decent time to just jump in, and we need we need to recognize the passing of one of the greats, Hollywood greats, oh, yeah. Yafet Kodo. Sure. This news comes as a surprise. Also, you ever see was, Running Man? Okay, I love the Running Man. <laughs> love I do like the Running, running Man. man. It's not fair to base his entire career how many, on running. Uh, man. How many? How many minutes? <laughs> how many minutes is Kodo on the on the screen in Running Man? Two. I didn't know he was yeah. in it. Honestly, I read an obituary, but exactly. Uh, exactly. I do like that movie. Yeah. He's like Here, the odd shape older guy who doesn't belong there. Here's here's what you here's what you're learning from you know other other obituaries uh, fresh off the New York Times. This this is a headline. And this this kind of thing bothers me a lot. Uh, especially when it's an actor you really like, but it's the the headline for this Times article was Bond villain Bond villain Bond villain and alien star well known for playing hardened personalities also seen in movies like Midnight Run and the TV show Homicide. And uh, so I was combing through a lot of these these obits. Uh, nobody mentions Blue Collar. None of none of the big uh, none of the big writers mention Blue Collar, and definitely no one mentions Bond. And these are two films that, to me, I think are completely define this guy's work. Now, I, I wrote something. I don't, I only had, okay, I only had about 20 minutes to like kind of put this together. But if you guys will entertain, entertain this uh, paragraph uh, a bit that I've got for uh, Yafit, uh, he was hugely important to me. I've, Seen him in many, many films, but this guy is such a unique fucking talent. So I want to talk, I, I want to start real quick with comments he made about himself, which I think says a lot and almost kind of sad. But to quote Yafakoto, he says, I am always called powerful, bulky, or imposing. Homicide, which was the show he was on uh, when that made its debut, he said, "Or I, f- I fill up a room. I'm a 200-pound, six-foot-three uh, black man, and I think I have this image of a monster. It's very difficult." Uh, there was another quote from him talking about glory. He did play Edie O'Neill, by the offered. way. Sure. He said, "I was offered a part in Glory." which I refused because for me it purported to be about a black experience and was really about the white guy, which is true. Uh, He says, quote, do you see me taking orders like that? I couldn't see myself in driving Miss Daisy either, playing the chauffeur, taking it from some old lady. Some other actor just not about the white guy, though. That's bullshit. Just this is his opinion. He was off the roll and he turned it down. Are we supposed to say it's silence while you just realize it? He's not even cold in the grave, Mike. Come on. I didn't, oh, I didn't know this was like the NPR where we sit in silence. Look at man chill for a second. I'll pause oh, all retorts oh, until the end. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the 40 minutes that we waited for you to get online here. Well, that seems like a cheap shot. I don't think that's ooh, ooh. analogous to yeah. the situation. Driving Miss Daisy either, playing playing the chauffeur, taking it from some old lady. Some other actor may be able to put that on and make it look real, but I couldn't do it. That that says a lot about a guy that was like constantly in the uh, waiting in the wings uh, during his career, uh, but his true true brilliance uh, was in his 
effortless portrayal of a, of a man burdened by his long bout with history. Two, two films that get little mention, Blue Collar and Bone, show his uncompromising position in the roles he would take. You may have followed James Earl Jones on Broadway, but there's no way James Earl Jones would have or could have embodied his characters or followed him in Blue Collar and Bone. Cotto gave all the gravity to Blue Collar. Where Pryor was the sellout, Cotto was the anchor, the weight let loose and defenestrated in the struggle for the middle-class respectability and power that Richard Pryor's character wanted. He was a forgotten, forsaken, and forlorn brother stuck for eternity in the rearview mirror. Often in the background, he emerged in the foreground, quite literally in Larry Cohen's Bone, a film that I know that we aren't really familiar with, but uh, should definitely be watched, is on Prime now, but quite literally in uh, Larry Cohen's Bone, a uh, film as complex and convoluted on a cultural and economic basis as, any, uh, as I've ever seen in my life. He was the motivator and the mover, the chicken to come home to roost. He was a consequence and the result of years of exploitation of violent horror and the comeuppance he represents is as inevitable as the sunrise at dusk. An actor of such impressive physical presence that could crinkle up his face with a wry smirk and at times an almost silly countenance that could crumble into a devastating glower full of menace and of infinite violence. In his eyes, he bore the weight of history that he could drop like an anvil on the set. And I feel, I again, that's that's all I've got. But this was a Yafik Koto brought to uh, brought to any film he was in. He brought such a, a heaviness and such a such an absolute like devastating uh, center of gravity and a compass to the films he's in. Now, not talking about every film he's in, but I'm thinking of these two, Blue Collar and Bone. And in Blue Collar, he plays an ancillary character, significant ancillary character. Uh, in Bone, he plays, he plays a character that emerges uh, almost out of the jungle to essentially terrorize his middle-class family that is, that is trying to protect their ill-gotten gains. And... It is an absolute fucking masterpiece, and everybody should watch it. Again, that's on that's on Prime. So if you got it, yeah, I'll uh, check that out. Definitely take an opportunity to watch. I it think on. Blue Collar is on Pro Prime now too. It or, might be. It very well might be. It's on one of the it's on one of the streamers right now. Um, it's funny. I didn't, you know, I haven't seen Bone. Uh, I, you know, when I heard when I saw the text thread, Ooh, about when him, we were talking, like, we were talking about Putney Swope, like. If you can watch Putney Swope, if you like Putney Swope, gotta watch Bone. Yeah, um, I I didn't know Yafin Coden, other than like in retrospect, like I didn't know him as an actor until I saw who he played. You know, mm-hmm. which is true of me and a lot of actors. You know, I, I kind of like recognize them at. I'm not I'm, like Marianne remembers everybody's every actor's name. She know she yeah. can tell you who's in what movie. Um. So I definitely did recognize him from uh, the Bond movie, uh, and from uh, Alien. Alien, uh, yep, of course, Classic. and Homicide too, and Homicide too. Uh, 
Homicide was the one I didn't recognize him from. It was just like a weird TV. Like I just had never hit my radar or something. I don't know. I kind of backed into Homicide because I got into the David Simon stuff. I got into the wire, you know, and then then Mm. checked out Homicide. But (laughs) is um, Homicide any good? Because I'll watch it. Oh, it's definitely good. It's 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 a weird show. It's kind of like in between prestige TV and network TV. It's kind of in that NYPD yeah. blue space, you know, where it's like, yes, the shield. Yeah. Oh, the shield's awesome, dude. Michael Chiklis is awesome. <laughs> Kurt Sutter. <laughs> I don't know. The shield. Good show. I don't, I don't know if that yeah. deserves a bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, he seemed like a cool Bo. guy. Bo. <laughs> a guy who's in a lot of stuff, uh, you know, working actor, it's weird that he died in Manila. Uh, that, that was kind of interesting to me. And uh, also, I read the, the, in one of the obits, what I kind of blew me away was like, he snuck into a theater and saw Stanley, uh, or he saw uh, uh, fucking... That was Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando and On the Waterfront. I was going to say yeah. Stanley Kowalski. It wasn't Stanley Kowalski. That's Streetcar Named Desire, right? What's his character's name in That's On the correct. Waterfront? Um, oh my God. I just read this too. Uh, anyway, he saw that movie and he was like, holy shit, acting. It's crazy. I need to be an actor. And yeah. <laughs> I, I always like it when people have that as a, as their story. Like, you know, they have, a, they have that sort of eureka moment. I have nothing like that in my life. Nothing at all. Where I've been like, oh, that's, I've, I'm so, I had a religious experience seeing something happen. I always think it's cool I, what people do. I'm still waiting for mine. Maybe maybe mine will be an actual religious experience where I find <laughs> Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. I, think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think as the opportunities start to narrow, you're the only ones left are going to be religious. I, I actually I actually do fear I do fear a religious uh, conversion and experience. I'm worried that's going to ruin my life at some point. No, um, no, no, man. I I had a religious experience seeing someone do data entry, and so that's what I'm going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> where did they teach you these tricks <laughs> any anyhow i was trying yeah it really just um there's there was something there's something to him that that always to me felt so i don't know like he, eternal or something like his eyes just had this depth um you know like the looking into the event horizon he just he had this ability to be he could be both menacing and silly at the exact same fucking time. And he's in, in the, in the movie bone, uh, it's just so it, it's so prevalent how, how just seamless the whole, the whole thing, how natural he is. And, and literally his, his like character as somebody, it's a satire. So Larry Kahn does, um, you kind of exploitation type satires, and this is a this is like one of the par excellence uh, films of that type of subgenre. So genius, it's genius, genius. like in the beginning, in the beginning of this movie, just to like set the stage, the guy, the the main character, the, the middle class dude who's like uh, owns a car. He owns a uh, car like a used car lot. He owns a used car lot and he's doing a commercial. But the commercial is all cars that have been crashed with people that are, you know, basically crushed inside the cars. So it's that it's, it's a, it's very biting satire. Um, definitely worth everybody's time. 
such a such an interesting film. It's very unique. And what kind of strikes me about it now is that, you know, here's a guy who turned down something like Driving Miss Daisy, which won an Oscar. And he chose to not do a movie like that, but he chose to do a movie like Bone, which I think is, it just shows, uh, shows the, the kind of courage that a guy like him has as he's rising up the ladder. Could have held out for, you know, more James Earl Jonesy type roles, but uh, he, he didn't. He had, he had some, he definitely had some like uh, just discrimination in his thought process, which I thought was. Don't, don't talk down about James Earl Jones. <laughs> not talking down, not talking down at all. University no, of Michigan's finest. Oh, really? You vote? Yeah. No, I'm not talking down about. He's a James Michigan native. He, actually, he's, no, he's he's, a, he's amazing. James Earl Jones has been fucking Conan too, so that's sweet. And and uh, uh, Maitwan. That's that's one that's kind of blue collar. John Sales, well, no shit. Yeah. Like Bonnie Prince Billy, uh, as the oh, preacher yeah. boy, and then he plays like the <laughs> he plays a, a worker. Is uh, John Sales plays the preacher? No, no, that's Bonnie Prince Billy. What movie Will, was that? Will Oldham, Maytwan. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mill Will Oldham plays the young preacher. Yes, the John young Sales preacher. plays the old preacher. Good point. Yes, yes. John Sales. Yeah, I've not seen that in a while. Is it pronounced Maytwan? I've always said Matawan. I think it's Maytwan. I don't know, but I may be wrong. Yeah, uh, that has that's been on my list to rewatch. Uh, I must have watched that fucking twenty years ago. Definitely didn't understand it the way I would now. John Sales won the fucking MacArthur Genius Grant. His papers, by the way, are at U of M. John Sales. He donated all of his his archive there. Not, wait, so John Sales went to University of Michigan? No, I don't know why. They just are there. Somebody that wanted him was like, hey, can I have your papers? He was like, yeah, sure. What the hell? Something like that. <laughs> As they should have. Did John Sales do Brother from Another Planet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the greatest I have movie that DVD. about race I've ever seen. <laughs> it annoys me because I lost my goddamn DVD. I was looking for it. Like I have your Pundy Swope DVD, by the way. I will return oh, that at some point. Perfect. I've, I've seen that movie uh, multiple times, so there's no urgency there. Uh, yeah, Brother from Another Planet. I got I to gotta track that down. That needs to be watched. Not to mention Lone Star. <laughs> Starring Matthew McConaughey. It's been a while since I've seen that. I haven't seen that either, but all I can think of is uh, him in True Detective where he's like, none of that fancy shit. Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, only says that in um, True Detective. True Detective. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys ever drink Lone Star, by the way? Yeah. That's a good shitty regional beer. <laughs> Aren't they all? They're all good. But that one's, that all, one's not, all that regional, one might be better than beers. some. That may be better than others. All regional beers are good shitty regional beers. <laughs> yeah, it might be better than some, yeah. It's like the MGD of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, they, you know, just thanks for for letting me take a moment to uh, appreciate Yafit Koto. Uh, true legend and uh, almost everything he did was fucking great actually it makes me want to watch Alien again although Alien's a great movie and he's great yeah, in it. yeah. I mean that's like oh man 
He should have been in the thing. Although that might have been too oh, hard, but he would have been a is, good. The thing is amazing. Uh, is an awesome movie. Okay, here's a here's a movie I just watched. Absolute that, masterpiece that I, that I loved, uh, and I'm bringing it up because it has an actor in common with the thing. Watch Tombstone. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fucking great. I had a good yeah. time watching that, and it made me want to read Val Kilmer's book. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, Shut up. That's his book title. Oh, yeah. So great. <laughs> that is fantastic. And he's all fucked up now because his like, face is destroyed by mouth cancer and shit because I think he was a Christian scientist or something or maybe a, maybe a Scientologist. I'm not sure. One of those weird ones. Good and God. And didn't, didn't like do medicine, you know, so he had cancer in his face and now he's like... Is that... Is that what happened to him? Yeah, oh he's not the same God. person anymore. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen him, and I was, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. But oh, man, man, Val Kilmer. What about see Wonderland where he plays John Holmes? That's a deep Val Kilmer cut. Johnny Wad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Johnny a, Wad. Yeah, that's a wild Val Kilmer role. He's great. His name is Val Kilmer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. The fuck? Uh, Despite being a scientist, is he a Scientologist? Uh, maybe Christian scientist. One of those. Well, weird that ones. It's definitely more. It would. It would be more Christian scientist than it would be Scientologist. Uh, he's not a Scientologist. I would know that. <laughs> I, I've I've read. I'm serious. I've re, I've read all the documents. <laughs> I've been quite up on Scientology for quite a while. Jerry uh, going clear. He is not part of it. Yes, I did. I actually have a copy of it. Lawrence, Lawrence Wright's a pretty badass dude. So, <laughs> I have a friend. Uh, yeah, I, I have a friend who wonderful, wonderful young man. Uh, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, he was like, yeah, we're getting married. And turns out he's marrying Lawrence Wright's daughter. He's in Texas. What? Well, he did. He, he already married her. That, that happened like two years ago. But yeah, he freaking married into, I had just finished. I had literally just finished reading going clear. And uh, like a week later, <laughs> I had found out he was getting married to Lawrence Wright's daughter. Wow. He wrote, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just a small it's a small world. It doesn't mean anything. Just a small world. I, I always like Lawrence Wright because he's like an unabashed Texan in a East Coast media world. And mm. uh I didn't read his book, but I want to. The end of October, which is like the one about the pandemic that he kinda he wrote a novel about a pandemic and it was pretty prescient around what like how the government bungles it and Huh? Yeah, I'm surprised he would write a novel. That that's just a that's oh, a he's like non-fiction a guy. He's like a playwright too. He's he's just a fucking polymath. Hmm. But there's, <laughs> I guess, in a weird way, nonfiction kind of limits you because your your insights are your insights are kind of contained by the, the subject matter you're kind of working with and like the access you have to certain information. So. As a nonfiction, I'm, I'm familiar with him as a nonfiction writer, and something like the, you know, Going Clear is is a it's a great book. Um, 
very well, very well done, well written. But uh, yeah, you're not getting any insights out of that uh, outside of just what is what is fact and the uh, <laughs> the way that fact can just fucking blow your mind. But him as a him as a novelist uh, that that makes me feel like it's one of those book club picks I'd have to really slog through. I'd do it. I would do it. I think this one's like I an would not be pack, choosing like it. Kind of an action pack thrillery type book. Um, <laughs> Even, man, that's great. That's like Dan Brown. <laughs> well, shit. Have we done it, folks? Mike. Mike is shaking his head. Dan Brown's trash. <laughs> Can't Can you end also- the show? So we just so, all right. Thanks for listening to the hey. <laughs> thanks for listening to the yeah. Is It Safe podcast. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget Is It Safe Pod at gmail.com if you want to email us or have any questions. If you have suggestions, if you have have we got an email Kodo memoriams, I'm, maybe we do. Maybe we'll get one after the show. If you have anything you want to say about the life and career of Yafit Koto, the NCAA bracket tournament, yada yada yada, just let us know. Is It Safe Pod at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter handle. That is it safe pot, I believe it is. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on there, though. <laughs> that's, I have no idea what's happening. Anyways, that's it. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye bye now. Just